Episode 11, We Are That We Might Have Joy. Welcome to Created in Their Image. This is the podcast for people who want to elevate how they see themselves, others, and the world around them. I'll teach you more about who you truly are and how that can transform your life and relationships. I'm your host, Charlene Chambers. I'm a mom of three, I love to cook new foods, and I especially love learning. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. I hope you guys had a great Easter. I'm sorry this episode is a little late getting to you guys. I've been out of town and I am still working on getting ahead of my episodes. But let's jump in. One thing I love about God is that he blesses me far beyond what I deserve. When I think of our heavenly parents, I can't help but think of the love they have for me and for each of us. As loving parents, they bless us and help us and they have done so much for us, both known and unknown, that we might have joy and abundance. Do you guys feel that? I hope so. You might already know that God wants you to be happy, or you might feel unworthy of happiness or joy, or you think that he wants others to have joy, but you haven't yet come to accept that you are not the anomaly, that in fact, just as God loves all of his children and desires them to feel his joy, he also desires for you to have joy. In 2 Nephi, Jacob said, Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. If we are to accept this as truth, then we hear that he is saying that part of the basic purpose of our existence is to have joy. Let's explore this thought a little further. If you take a careful look at the scripture, Jacob says that we are that we might have joy. Note the specific use of the word joy. Sometimes we use the words joy and happiness interchangeably. And while often that's okay, and I think we get the idea, I think Jacob's use of the word joy is deliberate. While Jacob's words here were written in ancient times, in whatever his own language was, there was a difference between the words joy and happiness. Earlier in the same chapter, which is chapter 2 of 2 Nephi, Jacob uses the word happiness on four different occasions, and he uses the word joy twice in this chapter. He clearly knows of both words, yet he chose to write that men are that we might have joy, not men are that they might be happy. So what's the difference? PositivePsychology.com says that happiness is a state, not a trait. In other words, It isn't a long-lasting, permanent feature or personality trait, but more of a fleeting, changeable state. Happiness is equated with feeling pleasure or contentment, meaning that happiness is not to be confused with joy or other more intense feelings, end quote. It goes on to say that happiness can be obtained when we find joy in what we already have, however much or little that may seem. A 2012 Psychology Today article by Sandra L. Brown says happiness is not joy because joy is not external. It cannot be bought, and it is not conditional on someone else's behavior, end quote. Joy and happiness have varying definitions, but while we often use them interchangeably, 
I do not think that they are actually the same. Happiness is by chance. Joy is by choice. Happiness is by chance. Joy is by choice. Happiness is a product of external circumstances. Joy is intentional. James 1 verse 2 says, count it all joy. You might be thinking, yeah, count all the good stuff, but listen to the rest of the verse. It says, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. And the JST translation clarifies further when it says, count it all joy when ye fall into many afflictions. I point this out because I've often heard people say, God wants me to be happy as a rationalization for why they should indulge in sin that feels good. God wants me to feel good, and this feels good, so therefore, it's what God wants for me. I would argue, God wants more than just happiness for you. Everything I've read that differentiates between joy and happiness gives joy a higher degree of importance and value than that of happiness. Happiness is fleeting, temporary, and perhaps even shallow. Joy is true happiness. It is deep, abiding, and intentional. Our loving Heavenly Mother and Father want more for us than just happy. But sometimes, we miss out on deep and abiding joy because we settle for momentary happiness. This is not to say that happiness is not important to our Heavenly Parents. They absolutely want us to experience happiness. It is for our pleasure, enjoyment, and happiness that the world was created not just with functional parts but beautiful, pleasurable, fun, exciting, and enjoyable things. God would not have given us the ability to feel all these good feelings, such as excited, happy, silly, loving, compassionate, and the like, without giving and desiring for us a way to feel these feelings in healthy and righteous ways. We are even told in the scriptures that heaven is a place of never-ending happiness. How wonderful will that be? And how in line with our Heavenly Parents' love for us that they have a place prepared for us that we can experience not the fleeting, temporary, shallow happiness of mortality, but never-ending happiness. True joy! That only comes through our Savior, Jesus Christ. I think it brings our Heavenly Parents and Savior much sorrow when we put ourselves in a position that blocks the abundant blessings they desire for us to have. As much as they want us to be happy, they want more than just fleeting happiness for us in the bigger picture. They don't want us to settle there because they desire the best for us. Learning to feel joy in all things allows us to feel and enjoy happiness at deeper and more fulfilling levels. We are created for joy and told to find joy in all things. Jack H. Gosland said, how many people in this world pursue happiness, but find that it eludes them? They contrive pleasures, invent amusements, and invest heavily in recreation. They go abroad in the search of this rare gift, but fail to see that the evidence of it is all around them. The source is within them. End quote. As I mentioned earlier, happiness is based on external sources. While happiness is good, Sometimes we put too much focus on seeking these external sources instead of looking within ourselves. We do or experience things that lead 
to feelings of happiness. It's fleeting and circumstance-based. But true joy does not have to be fleeting. Joy is a choice, and it is found in Christ. In his talk called Happiness, Jack continues, quote, Our happiness is diminished by at least two things, sin and adversity. Of the two, sin is the most tragic. Sin is the most persistent cause of human suffering, and of the two brings the deepest remorse. Sin is sin because it destroys instead of saves. It tears down instead of builds. It causes despair instead of hope. In the bonds of iniquity, they are without God in the world, and they have gone contrary to the nature of God. Therefore, they are in the state contrary to the nature of happiness. That last part is from Alma 41.11. It also records Samuel the Lamanite's warning to the Nephites. Ye have sought all the days of your lives for that which ye could not obtain, and ye have sought for happiness in doing iniquity, which thing is contrary to the nature of that righteousness which is in our great and eternal head. End quote. And that's Helaman 13.38. How often have we sought happiness in temporary pleasure and or iniquity? I do believe God wants us to experience happiness, even the temporary kind. But when we seek happiness in sin, it deprives us of feeling true joy in the light and love of Christ. Nephi illustrates this well when he says, I am encompassed about because of the temptations and sins which do easily beset me. And when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. 2 Nephi 4, 18 and 19. So what do our heavenly parents do? They offer us a path to find true joy. They offer us their son, Jesus Christ, and his atoning sacrifice, that we might be able to be forgiven, empowered, strengthened, and comforted. They give us scriptures, prophets, apostles, covenants, and the gospel, that we might find not just the fleeting happiness of the world, but the enduring joy found in our Savior, Jesus Christ. They also give us commandments. Commandments are not meant to hold us back. They are meant to empower and guide us so that instead of settling for shallow or temporary moments of happiness, we can live in a way that allows the Spirit to be with us and fill us with real joy or true happiness. Becky Craven, in a talk entitled Careful Versus Casual, in April of 2019, tells a story of a sign she once saw in a store window that said, Happiness, $15. She was so intrigued at what she might find that she went into the store to see what was found. Instead of happiness, she found cheap trinkets and souvenirs, but nothing that could bring true happiness. Craven has often reflected on this moment. She said, We are blessed to know how and where true happiness is found. It is found in carefully living the gospel established by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and in striving to become more like him. End quote. I believe that when we follow the Savior more completely in all of our doings, it opens up our heart and mind to experience more happiness and joy at greater levels. The reason is because all light and goodness come from God. So naturally, the more connected we are to God, the more of his light we feel, the more joy grows within our soul. If God is the source of all that is good, then doesn't it stand to reason? 
that the more we know of him, study him, and go to God in our hearts, through our actions, the more joy we feel, the more we trust the Lord's ways and wisdom, the more we find joy in the journey, perspective through the struggle, and peace through the pain. We are that we might have joy. God desires for us to experience such great levels of joy and happiness that he lays out a path filled with direction and commandments, not to limit our happiness, but because living in his light and within the sound of his voice amplifies our ability to feel his light and love and empowers us to find joy through all of life's struggles so that we might not just be happy in the good times but that we might know the path and live in a way that allows us to feel happiness as much as possible and find joy in all things, even in enduring life's difficulties, tragedies, and monotony. When we live according to the path they have set forth for us, we level up. We step closer to the warmth and light of the love of our Heavenly Parents and shed the layers of sin and worldliness that blocks our ability to feel the joy that they so desire for us to experience. And that brings me to this week's challenge. It's twofold this week. I encourage you to take a moment right now to stop and consider where in your life you might need to make a small adjustment and remove a behavior or activity to shed another layer between you and God, that you might move one step closer to feeling the light, love, and true joy that comes only as we draw nearer to God. It could be as simple as choosing different TV or music choices. It could be distancing yourself from someone pulling you down the wrong path. If you need ideas, sincerely praying and listening for what you might remove will more than likely aid you in your efforts. The part two is to figure out what you can add into your life that will bring you not just fleeting happiness, but what you can add to bring you one step closer to your Savior and increase the level of true joy in your life. A few ideas might include service, increasing scripture study, praying with more sincerity, increasing your positive input, or strengthening relationships with positive influences in your life. Whatever you consider, start small. Pick just one thing in each category and let the Lord amplify your efforts as you sincerely strive to draw nearer to God. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a wonderful week. And if you haven't actually done any of these challenges, I hope you will. And if you are willing, I hope you'll share with me your results. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining me today. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and comment. Share this podcast and spread the word. As always, these are my thoughts and feelings, and you don't have to simply take my word for it. I encourage you to seek answers for yourself through prayer and scripture and doing your own study. If anything I said today is new to you and you want to learn more, check out the website comeuntochrist.org. Comeuntochrist.org. It's a great place to start, find more information, and get some questions answered. Tune in next week and join with me in learning and shaping the world as we learn more about who we really are and what that means for our life. Thanks for listening. I'm Charlene Chambers, and this is Created in Their Image. Mm-hmm.